G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. When we come to the subject of Bible prophecy in the book of Revelation, how can you crack the code, so to speak? Revelation is a revealing look at God's plan for the end times. But we can get lost in the terminology and symbolism. Pastor Greg Laurie offers help. I know the password to unlocking the book of Revelation, or we might call it the golden key. And actually it's hanging on the front door of the first chapter. And we're going to make sense of this book. This is the day when the lost are found. have recurring dreams about high school. They're standing in front of their locker trying to get it open, the clock's ticking and it just won't, it won't open. Well, some feel a similar frustration when they're trying to unlock all the richness of Bible prophecy, especially from the last book of the Bible. Today in A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie opens up the book of Revelation for us. Never forget your password. I'm forgetting my passwords all the time and I have to reset them and reset them. And I was on an iPad recently and I got the wrong code and I was locked out for a period of time. Have you ever been locked out of anything? You know, I read that the most commonly used passwords are, get ready for this imaginative choice, one, two, three, four, five, six. Hey, if you want someone to hack your stuff, Definitely use one, two, three, four, five, six as your password. Another popular password that's hacked in less than a second is one, 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 one. <laughs> and then finally, uh, people will put in the word password as their password. Also, the names of people's pets are popular as well. Did you hear about this guy who can't get into his Bitcoin account? Apparently, he has 220 million in Bitcoin but he can't remember his password. His name is Stephen Thomas. He was given 7,002 bitcoins for some work that he did some time ago. And at the time, the value was a few dollars each. So he wrote the password down on a piece of paper, not thinking it was all that important. But now that bitcoin is worth $220 million. He had 10 opportunities to use a password and he's used up eight of them and he only has two left. Wow, that's a lot of money to be sitting in an account that he may lose access to. Well, in the same way, when we come to the subject of Bible prophecy in the Bible, it can seem so vast, so big, even mystical to us. We wonder, how can I understand all of these things? Because you want to understand it, 
You believe that the Lord could come back because all around us are signs of the times, but how can you crack the code, so to speak? Listen to this. I know the password to unlocking the book of Revelation, or we might call it the golden key, or the encryption key, and actually it's hanging on the front door of the first chapter. And we're gonna make sense of this book and try to get a handle on all of these things we hear about, like Armageddon, what is that? The rapture, the second coming. Same event, or are they two events? The millennium, what does that even mean? The 144,000, who are they? The Antichrist, the mark of the beast, all these things we hear about, they're all found here in the book of Revelation. And we're gonna find that golden key together. It's in Revelation chapter one, verse 19. When John writes, write the things that you have seen, the things which are, and the things that will take place after this. There's three sections to the book of Revelation. Number one, the things that you have seen. This is what is being written about here in chapter one. The resurrected and glorified Christ with all power on heaven and earth. The revealed Jesus who is in complete control of all that is about to happen. Then there are the things which are. This is a reference to the seven churches in chapters two to three that we'll look at where we'll get sort of a, a flyover or a chronological look at the church from the early church to the present day. And finally, number three, the things that will happen after these things. After what things? After the church is caught up to meet the Lord in what is called the rapture. We're now living in the things which are category. Let's read now Revelation chapter one. I'm gonna read verses one to eight. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ of all the things he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keeps the things that are written in it for the time is near. John, to the seven churches who are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who was, who is, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, and has made us kings and priests to God our Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Finally, verse eight, Jesus speaking, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. So here's what we learn from what we have just read. Number one, Revelation reveals that the events of the end times are closely linked together. Uh, verse one says, these events will shortly take place, or another translation, what must speedily happen? We might say, well wait, this was written 2,000 years ago, but this is not referring to soonness, but to quickness of execution once there is a beginning. Remember I said it's like dominoes closely linked together. The idea is when the first one falls, the others follow in rapid succession. This is something that once it begins will not stop. It will go quickly. The whole machinery of human history will be slipped 
into high gear to run its fatal course into judgment. Number two, the book of Revelation is from Jesus Christ revealing himself to us. After all, who's a better source on Jesus than Jesus? If the book of Revelation is nothing else, it's a portrait of Jesus, a selfie of God, if you will. And he's presented as the faithful witness. And man, we need a faithful witness right now. We need a trustworthy source. People are, are coming unhinged with all the crazy conspiracy theories that are out there online and all these fanciful, weird ideas about what's going on. And sometimes they take Bible truths and hijack them and attach other things to them. And we need to distance ourselves from all of this and with a clear-headed way of approaching this, see what the Bible says about our future. And we have no better source to help us with that than the true and faithful witness, Jesus Christ. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, and he's continuing his encouraging presentation today about the book of Revelation, the one at the very end of the Bible. And he's unpacking what we can learn from the first eight verses in his new series. It's a study called Your Password to Unlocking Revelation. Let's continue. We also learn from what we just read that when Christ returns, all the world will know. Everyone will know when Jesus comes back again and what we call the second coming. Jesus said, as the lightning shines from the east to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Have you ever seen a lightning storm? Kind of hard to miss, right? Lights up the sky. That's what the second coming will be like. And verse seven of Revelation one says, every eye will see him even those who pierced him. So Christ is gonna return again in an open way. Also, we discover here that Revelation gives us the only description of Jesus Christ, and it's largely symbolic. You know, it's amazing to me that in all the things written about Jesus, four gospels, all the epistles, could not someone have described what he looked like. I mean, we do know certain things about certain Bible characters, but we know nothing about the physical appearance of Jesus. Was he tall? Was he short? Was his hair dark? Was his hair light colored? I can tell you this much. He most likely does not look like the more familiar uh, portrayal of him in a lot of the older religious art uh, with brownish blonde hair, uh, no, not at all. I'm sure his skin was dark. I think his hair was dark. He was Semitic. But uh, that's not important. If it was important, God would have given us a physical description of him. But here is the only description of Jesus found in the Bible. Again, it is largely symbolic. Revelation 1 verse 14. His head and his hair were white like wool and white like snow. His eyes are like a flame of fire. His feet like fine brass as if refined in a furnace and his voice is as a sound of many waters. It mentions his eyes being a flame of fire that could be literally translated his eyes shot fire. So it appears that Jesus is indignant about something. There's something he's seen that he's not pleased with. He sees and knows everything. The Bible says everything is open before the one with whom we have to do. You probably used to think your mother had eyes on the back of her head, right? She saw everything. Jesus sees everything. He's aware of everything. Also, 
as he looks at us, he's telling us something that's very important. And this is my final point. The book of Revelation tells me to not be afraid. The book of Revelation tells me not to be afraid. I know I've said some things that might alarm someone. Oh wow, what is the mark of the beast? And, and when is the Antichrist gonna show up? And, and will I have to go through this great tribulation period? Here we have this important word in the first chapter of this great book. Don't be afraid. Verse 17, don't be afraid, says Jesus. I'm the first and the last. I'm he who lives and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of Hades and death. Don't be afraid. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, Freak out because you're dead. No, he didn't say that, did he? He says, when you see these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption draws near. Don't be afraid. See, the problem is we're afraid of the wrong things and we're not showing the proper fear of God. We're afraid of, oh, going to the dentist or being audited or someone giving us a hard time, but we don't reverence and fear God. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Now when the Bible tells us to fear God, it doesn't mean be afraid of God. It means to have reverence for God. Have a sense of awe about God. Have respect for God. In fact, the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. But on the other hand, if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Are you paralyzed with fear right now about things that can happen if your life is cut short or if some other thing happens? Listen, don't be afraid. Fear God. And when you fear God, you'll have a confidence in Him because you're trusting in Him. David said, The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? When we say the Lord is the strength of my life, we can then say, Of whom then shall I be afraid? Is the Lord the strength of your life right now? If so, don't be afraid. But as non-believers, I'll tell you what you should be afraid of. You should be afraid of death and you should be afraid of judgment. And these are things that are coming, but if you put your faith in Jesus, you do not have to be afraid. Let me loop back to something I, I mentioned earlier. Where was this book written? It was written on the island of Patmos. That's the island that John the Apostle was banished to. It's not a tropical paradise. We hear island, we think, oh, cool, island, waves, and he's probably out surfing and sunbathing. No, no, no. It was a horrible island that he was banished to, a place of extreme isolation. And I wonder if I'm talking to somebody right now that feels like they're isolated. Maybe you're confined to a hospital bed. Maybe you're incarcerated and you can't get out of the place that you are in. Let me say this. It was in this place of isolation that God revealed himself to John in an amazing way. And sometimes in your hardest situations, God can reveal himself to you. Uh, Larry King recently died. and It was my privilege to be in his show uh, back in the early 2000s. And I remember we were having a discussion and Larry always had questions about the afterlife. And I told him the story of a lady who had come to me uh, at church the Sunday before that. This was filmed on a Monday and she had found out she had breast cancer. And um, she was very afraid. But it brought her to God. 
It woke her up to her need for Jesus. And, and I'm reminded of what the psalmist said when he said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept your word. So I said, Larry, sometimes God can use sickness to get our attention and bring us to himself. And then Larry shot back, well, don't you think Christianity is a crutch? And I said, oh no, Larry. Christianity is a whole hospital. Then just as you're going to break, Larry said, that's a good line, write that down. I, I hope he heard I hope you're hearing and I hope you understand that whatever you're going through it can be that very event that brings you to God. It shows you your need for Jesus when things are not going the way you want them to go. You can turn to Him. Don't run from God. Run to God because listen, Jesus is coming back again. Yes, one day He'll return as King of kings and Lord of lords wearing that crown. But before He would wear that crown when he returns, he would wear a crown of thorns where he would die on the cross for our sin and suffer and die in our place. Because as I said earlier, we're all sinners separated from God. But we can be forgiven of our sin and know him in a personal way. Pastor Greg Laurie with some good news about God's plan. And it's an offering of eternal life through Jesus Christ. If you'd like to accept that offer, Pastor Greg would like to help you to do that right now. As you've listened to this program today, maybe something's been happening inside of your heart where you're sensing, I need to do this personally, but how do I do it and what do I do? Let me help you. It's very simple. In fact, it's so simple you may be shocked. God, this relationship with Him is just a prayer away. The Bible says if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you do just that. You call on the name of the Lord. This can be the moment where you change your eternal address literally from hell to heaven. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for me and rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In your name I pray, amen. I know. It's such a simple, short prayer, but you just called on the name of the Lord. And you know what? He heard that prayer. And if you meant that prayer in your heart, he answered that prayer. Now let me help you to get started on the right foot in your new life in Jesus Christ. The greatest adventure awaits you, the life of walking with God. I want to send you what we call a New Believer's Growth Pack that includes a New Believer's Bible and a whole lot more. And let me be the first to say to you, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. Yes, congratulations indeed. If you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you meant them sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you. We'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Ask for a New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. The team would love to pray with you as well. 1-800-772-936. Well, next time, more from Pastor Greg's series in Revelation. He asks, what if Jesus sent you an email? Now, that's an interesting proposition. 
some more practical insight from this rich book of Bible prophecy next time. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Your Password to Unlocking Revelation. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or go to visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.